Welcome back to Climate Change Clapback, where today's episode is a burning conversation with climate skeptics. Disclaimer, we are creating this podcast during the COVID-19 pandemic, so we are doing most of the podcast over the phone. So just a warning, some things might be a little harder to hear, and there may be a few instances of bad connection. Thank you for joining us. Jasmine, and today we are going to be interviewing a skeptic that does not believe that climate change is a real problem, as well as talk to you about how to talk to friends and family about climate change and go over some interesting responses from people on social media. that it is important to encourage other allies and motivate them. However, we are also put into awkward situations with climate deniers, whether it is with family or friends. So we decided to interview someone who is a climate denier and talk to you about how to talk to friends and family who are climate deniers. So when you are put into those awkward situations and don't want to stay silent, you are able to make your voice heard in a respectful manner. So now let's go talk to our skeptic. Hello, Bob. Thanks for joining us today to discuss climate change on our podcast and mention your views on the topic. Hello. Thank you for having me. So we hear you are skeptical that climate change is real, but it is not a major problem, and we're wondering why that is. Well, yes, the Earth's climate is changing, but we are not the ones causing the climate to change. It is just natural. It is just a natural thing. People are overreacting and trying to control us. Where is the evidence that we are creating a problem? I have not seen any. Well, actually, let me bring up the NASA website where it mentions that many scientists agree that climate change is a problem that humans are creating. Many climate scientists are continually studying this, and they are saying that it is a man-made problem that we have created. Let me pull up the website real fast. Give me a second. Okay, so here it is. In the NASA website, they say that there are multiple studies that are published in peer-reviewed scientific journals that more than 97% of 
extremely likely due to human activities. Also, look what happened when COVID started and people were put in lockdown. There were less cars on the roads and airplanes in the sky. Plus, there was less production happening from oil companies. All of these things brought a reduction in emissions of pollution and greenhouse gases. I saw this in a BBC article where they talked about how much as well as the use of coal reduced. Give me a second to pull up the article to share it with you. Here we go. In the BBC article, it mentions how in China, emissions fell 25% at the start of the year when people were being told to stay at home. Factories closed and coal use fell by 40% at China's six largest power plants since the last quarter of 2019, making the percent of days of good air quality increase to 11.4% compared with the same time last year in 337 cities across China, which is happening in a lot of places. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, also, the BBC article mentions the levels of pollution in New York compared to the same time last year reduced by nearly 50% because of what they began doing to control the spread of COVID. So there has been drops in these carbon emissions. And if that is not evidence in itself, I don't know what is. Yeah, that's right, Jasmine. That just proved our point that human activity plays a huge role in negatively affecting climate change. If these things were reduced in the beginning of the pandemic, then imagine getting rid of them completely. The BBC article also mentions how the reduction of emissions was largely due to the reduction in industrial activity. So imagine what would happen if we limited or changed the way those industries ran. I saw this on the news where there were dolphins swimming in the clear Venice canals, which haven't been cleaned in years. Okay, that is good and all, and I didn't realize that. But as you mentioned in the NASA articles, those scientists were not even sure it was humans. Always said that it was possible. So I doubt they are sure that climate change is even an issue. I mean, come on. They didn't really know. And just trying to find ways to control us and make us believe it's all nonsense. I did not see anything that says it's 100% evidence that humans are the problem. Yes, we do understand that not all the time is the evidence going to be 100%. But you have to remember the research they are doing on climate change is scientific research, which means there is not going to be an absolute. Of course, things can change, but more than likely, it is not such a huge change that you need to unaccount for the findings that were in the beginning. In Griff. There's an article that talks about this. It mentioned in the article how scientists are not always sure. Just give me one second to pull it up for me to share this information where the article goes, does a really good job at explaining it. 
Okay, here we go. The article is called, The Scientists Aren't Even Sure. No Scientist Ever Is. Where they mention how in science, there's not always proof, and there's no absolute certainty. We have to remember that scientists are always aware that new data may overturn old theories, and that human knowledge is always evolving. The article also mentions how the greenhouse effect theory is over a hundred years old and time has been strengthened and refined those groundbreaking conclusions and how you will never have a scientific source that says the future is certain, but of course it does, it is close to a hundred percent. So shouldn't we take it as that? I mean, okay, but they're just proposing that climate change is a problem because they want money. These scientists are just thieves. They are just trying to take taxpayers' money by applying for grants. They are just pocketing the money and using it for different fields of research. It's really just a scam, especially since those are not doing the research on climate change, not getting the grants to their research. I mean, come on. The weather has always been changing. We have, we've had ice ages, have always had dramatic weather. This is not the first time. Actually, let me tell you the causes of the natural cycles from the ice ages and warming periods. Let's start with explaining what the cycles are. They are called Milankovitch cycles, and they are the cycles in the Earth's axis tilt and the orbit from the gravity of the sun, moon, and planet that affect Earth. In the book, A Global Warming Primer by Bennett, it states, here's how it is thought to work when a warm period begins. The changes due to Milankovitch cycles slightly increase the amount of sunlight warming the earth and oceans. This warming causes the oceans to release some of their dissolved carbon dioxide into the atmosphere. The extra carbon dioxide in the atmosphere causes additional warming, which in turn leads to more evaporation from the oceans, then added water vapor further amplifies the warming because water vapor is a greenhouse gas. I hope this kind of gives you a little bit of a better idea on how these cycles really affect the ice age and warming period so that you can actually understand what is happening. Okay, well now we are going to be moving on to the question and answer section where me and Sierra will be asking you questions for you to respond to. is always changing. In the summer it is hot, in the winter it is cold. Why would Tahoe have snow if it's always too hot? Like Trump said, it'll cool down, and it did. He was right. Where do you get your information? Fox News and the internet. I listen to Mark Levin and Michael Savage, the guys, and I listen to them at work. They are reliable sources. 
counties where we have all been affected by these deadly wildfires. If not climate change, what do you think is the cause of the fires? Trump said to sweep the floors. It's California's problem, not the environment. California needs to do a better job cleaning up. Like, stop being so lazy. Just blaming our problems on climate change and avoiding the work that actually needs to be done. If we would sweep the floors, then the fires would not be so bad and spread so far. Our people are stupid or something. Also, there's all the electrical problems, so it's honestly more PG&E's fault than the climate. What exactly do you think the idea of climate change is? I just think it's a liberal hoax that the climate is getting hotter to control everyone and stop being and stop all the big industries. They just want more money for the for their solar businesses, and it's all fake. They are just stealing our tax money. It's stupid little scam for money and power. Any final thoughts? Climate change is clearly not a real problem, and I stand by that. I listen to this stuff all the time, so I'm obviously educated, and you're just brainwashed. I mean, it's obvious climate change is a scam. I mean, the climate is changing, and that's normal and a problem, and it's not a problem we are causing. I mean, like I said before, climate has always made these dramatic changes since the beginning of time. So now why all of a sudden it's a problem? I mean, honestly, if it's a problem, I'll be dead anyway, so who cares? Well, um, okay, on that note, I think that is going to be the conclusion of our interview. Thank you again, Bob, for agreeing to have this conversation with us. Just a reminder to all our listeners out there, we are not experts on climate change and asked Bob to give us his thoughts and ideas on climate change so that we could prepare for this conversation beforehand. Also, in order to keep anonymity, we named our interviewee Bob out of the respect of them. So now that we have talked to our skeptic, we thought it would be a good idea to give you guys some pointers on how to talk to a skeptic on some of the points that might come up in a conversation. One key thing to do is make sure when you are talking to someone with a different viewpoint is to be respectful as well as listen to their viewpoint. This will allow you to get your points across where the other person is more willing to listen to you. Also, remember that sometimes it is not worth trying to get your points across to someone if they are only going to argue with you and not listen to anything. But what they want to hear. It's okay to make jokes when talking to people. It helps lighten the mood of the conversation. Here are some funny jokes from upjoke.com that can break the climate change ice. We haven't found a solution for climate change yet, but... We're definitely getting warmer. <laughs> <laughs> or the joke, 
climate change is such a joke. Even the Antarctic ice sheets are cracking up. <laughs> and finally, we have the joke, never argue about climate change. It always turns into a heated debate. <laughs> Great joke, Sierra. Now to some of the topics that might be brought up in a conversation with a climate denier. We have heard a lot from people that climate change is just a natural cycle hmm. that happens on Earth. And what we know and have learned we know that nature has a part in Earth's warming, but it is not the main source, and it is not why it is increasing so much. In a global warming primer by Bennett, it shows how even if there is a slight change in how much sunlight hits the Earth, it can affect the climate. However, in research conducted in a global warming primer on temperature changes from 1880 to 2020 about the changes in the amount of sunlight that reaches the earth up till now, they state, for decades, the amount of sunlight moved in the opposite direction of the observed warming. This finding means that changes in sunlight are not cause of recent warming. Also, a global warming primer talks about a second reason why the sun is not causing the recent effects on climate change, where Bennett states, if the sun were responsible for global warming, we would expect the extra sunlight reaching Earth to warm the surface and the entire atmosphere, more or less uniformly. In contrast, while the greenhouse effect warms Earth's surface and lower atmosphere, it actually cools Earth's upper atmosphere, that is, in the stratosphere and above. Observations show that the upper atmosphere is cooling just as expected with a strengthening greenhouse effect and the opposite of what we'd expect if global warming were being caused by the sun. Of course, you might also get the question of, okay, so sunlight might not be the only natural cause in climate change, but I am sure there are other natural factors that impact climate change. And we have a great response to that below. A global warming primer covers that scientists investigate other potential causes with models. And today's sophisticated models match up extremely well with other observations of the actual climate. But 
only when we include the human contributions to global warming, not natural factors alone. The match makes it highly likely that the models on the right track giving us further confidence in the idea that human activity is the cause of most or all global warming. Many other comments that might come up are about how we have had ice ages and other extreme weather events that had nothing to do with humans. And yes, we have cycled through ice ages in the past, but scientists are able to study ice sheets and measure the Earth's average temperature over the past 800,000 years. With the same ice cores used to measure past carbon dioxide concentrations. We got this information from the book, A Global Warming Primer. The scientists have also found that the temperature have fluctuated significantly over the past 800,000 years, as stated in a global warming primer. This proves that there are a lot of carbon dioxide concentrations in the warm period and not a lot of carbon dioxide concentrations in the cold period. Wow, Jasmine, this is great information to be able to tell our friends and family and to be able to back up our claims that climate change is a problem created by humans that past ice ages have nothing to do with the climate change that is happening today and the significant amount that the temperatures have fluctuated. Yeah, I agree. And today's temperature is already almost the highest it's been in the past 800,000 years. The carbon dioxide concentration is already 40% higher than that time and rising. And so we should be scared about how high it could actually get. Wow, that's a lot. In the past, fairly rapid meant over centuries. Now it means, guess what? Over decades, which is very scary reality. These changes are clearly not normal or natural, which further indicates that climate change is caused by humans. So let's say that the climate skeptic you're talking to brings up the subject of the medieval warm period and since it seems we have been in warmer climate in the recent year in the recent past how does it prove that climate change is bad now the medieval warm period is not relevant to climate change today emphasize not. 
The reason why is because the amount of warming at a time at the time pale in comparison to the warming going on today. As said in the book, A Global Warming Primer. You can also mention that the medieval warming period only affected the northern hemisphere. Therefore, it was a regional phenomenon that only affected the northern Atlantic. According to a global warming primer, globally, there was little, if any, overall warming during this period. Okay, so if someone asks, what about before 800,000 years? They heard there could have been even higher carbon dioxide in temperature before. Well, you could tell them that during the time of the dinosaurs, there is evidence that it was much warmer, but this isn't a good thing. Even though the person arguing might be glad that it was warm back then, according to a global warming primer, the carbon dioxide concentration may have been above 1,000 parts per million, or more than double today's just past 400 parts per million. But I do not find these facts the least bit comforting, quite the opposite, as they seem to me to suggest that current warming could even be more devastating than the most scientific scientists generally assume. Um, yeah, that's so scary. If you think about it, if during the time of dinosaurs, there was no ice caps since it was too hot, if it were that hot today, most of Texas and Florida would be underwater. Oh, that would not be good. If everyone had to move because all of the low-lying coastal regions were underwater and temperatures and carbon dioxide levels keep rising, that would be so bad for all the ecosystems. Yeah, it would be so bad. We have acclimated to the temperatures, ecosystem, and carbon dioxide levels. It would be hard for ecosystems to survive. Carbon dioxide levels were so much higher, like in the dinosaur days. Yeah, we definitely do not want to go back to the climate of the dinosaurs. We really need to start getting better, not worse. I wonder if the temperatures during the dinosaur times were so hot due to dinosaur farts, like, you know, cows now. <laughs> no, stop. That's so funny. Okay, okay. Well, let's go on to the next claim that a skeptic might make. Skeptics may try and convince you that the benefits of climate change outweigh the risks. In their minds, they think that climate change is good for us. 
since it's really hard, actually impossible to prove that global warming is not a real thing. Well, this idea is crazy, especially because according to the Global Warming Primer, it states, this is rather a remarkable assertion because these skeptics are essentially advocating that we continue doing an experiment on our planet without being sure of the consequences. The critic could say that global warming is a good thing because it is helping plants grow from the increase in carbon dioxide. They use the dinosaur times to make their point, but like we said earlier, plants and the environment was able to adapt during that time because it had millions of years. We don't have that time now, and the plants would not adapt in the amount of time we have. Skeptics could use the excuse that plants like rice and soybeans can benefit from the higher carbon levels, but this point doesn't hold up because plants and animals adapt to their local climate and environments. And of course, plants adapt to a different climate over a long period of time. But climate is changing too fast for all the plants and animals to adapt to climate change. So, how much belief and acceptance should you give, even give to a climate skeptic? Well, first of all, skeptics for a long time didn't even believe that climate change was a thing. And now, they have seen enough proof that climate change, that the climate is changing. So now they could be saying, like we talked about above, the climate change could be a good thing for the environment. To this, we can argue that 97% of climate scientists agree that climate change is a problem, and they have rejected the claim of the skeptics. We hope this helps you when wanting to talk to a skeptic. For more recommendations on books and websites, we recommend a global warming primer since it has a lot of scientific evidence to back up your rebuttals as well as the site Grit, which is a great place to go when you want to research skeptic ideas and aren't sure where to start. We thought it would be fun to go on social media platforms and ask random strangers their thoughts on climate change. And let me just tell you, all this was one interesting experience. When we asked people about their thoughts, we tried to directly find people who did not believe in climate change or did not believe that climate change was real. So we are going to share some of the messages we received and tell you our thoughts on their ideas. Of course, out of the respect of the people who are willing to share with us, we're not going to share their names. 
One of the Instagram responses that we received said, I feel like climate change is just a cycle that Earth does. It's supposed to warm up a little and then it cools back down after some years. I feel like people just blame it on human interference, which isn't entirely wrong. I believe we have a very small part in it, but in the end, I feel like the earth is supposed to be going through the cycle. We're just kind of speeding up the process a little. So do I believe in climate change? Yes. Do I believe it's a problem we are causing as humans? No, but I believe we have a tiny part in how fast it happens, anonymous. So what this person is saying is that it is not really humans that are causing the problem. It is just the cycle of life and people have had the tiniest part. So it's not really that big of a problem. As we have argued and said time and time again throughout our research from scientists and legitimate sources, humans are the leading cause of the climate crisis. Like when mentioned earlier, 97% of climate scientists agree that climate change is due to human activity. Why do people still have the idea that it is not humans? I'm curious as to where they got their information. Yeah, I know. Plus, as we mentioned in the previous section, there is research in a global warming primer that proves there's no evidence that nature is the source of why the earth is warming at a concerning rate. And since we have stopped, and when, since when have we stopped listening to scientists? We also know that it has a lot to do with corporations like the oil and gas companies who won't stop fracking and are emitting fossil fuels that are ruining the environment. If we don't believe what the climate scientists are saying, then are we really going to believe what politicians are saying? People who haven't gotten an education and spent their whole careers researching this specific topic while coming up with solutions? Good point. I hope people get their heads out of the gutters and start listening to and believing in science again. It seems like corporations are getting politicians to encourage people to see that it is not a problem because they are the true contributors and do not want to have the blame put on them. I read an article about the fossil fuel industry and how there are two opinions. They agree that climate change is more important and that the facts need to be shown to politicians. Here is is a quote from the article, Escalations of Commitment to Fossil Fuels, where it states, Further public investment in fossil fuel technologies can be considered an escalation of commitment reasoning error. Reviewing of the escalations of commitment research indicates three important strategies available to citizens to encourage decision-making to de-escalate public investment in fossil fuels. One, 
decreasing the threats associated with switching to alternative investments, two, increasing the quality of information about risks associated with continued fossil fuel investments and the viability of alternative energy strategies, and three, making use of processes to increase the consideration of information informing energy investment decisions. There is no doubt that to some degree resolutions of this issue is one of political will rather than information, but the escalations of commitment research suggests that increasing the availability of information about alternatives to both citizens and political decision markers is a worthwhile strategy. The research also suggests that citizens may be able to influence political and other public decisions, making making by reducing the political threat of engaging in genuine reason debate and adaptive decision making. Yeah, definitely. To me, it seems as though there's so much blame on individuals when in reality they cause very little harm to the climate compared to these big corporations. They just want us to feel good about doing something so that we are not attacking them on the issue. Also, before we go on to the next Instagram response, I read in a peer-reviewed article about people who don't believe that climate change is due to human activity, here's one interesting fact from this peer-reviewed article called Simple Messages Help Set the Record Straight About Scientific Agreement on Human-Caused Climate Change. The result of two experiments. A 2013 survey showed that only 42% of American adults believe most scientists think global warming is happening. Moreover, only about one in five survey respondents, 22% estimated the level of agreement among climate scientists at more than 80% the most common response was, don't know. 28% of the sample, with smaller portions estimating 61 to 80%, 19% total, 41 to 60%, 20% total, and even lower estimates, 10%. Several explanations have been offered for why the public doesn't know about the scientific consensus about human-caused climate change, including false balance in news coverage and organized efforts to create an illusion of scientific disagreement. I really love these thoughts that we shared. So now let's look at another Instagram message that someone shared with us. This person said that Climate change is a thing, but it has been a thing since the beginning of time. For goodness sake, look at the Ice Age. No conservatives to blame that one, that on yet. The ice all melted. Our carbon footprint on Earth is so small, 
Global warming, however, is a complete joke. Anonymous. Wow. How many times have we heard this? Plus, climate change is global warming, hun. This is a quote from a peer-reviewed article about cold temperature from public perception of cold weather events as evidence for and against climate change by Capstick and Pigeon. Here we show using nationally representative data that directly follow a period of severe cold weather in the UK. Three times as many people saw these events as pointing towards the reality of climate change than a disconfirming and as disconfirming it. This, we argue, was a consequence of these cold winters being incorporated into an, a conceptualization of extreme or unnatural weather resulting from climate change. We also show that the way in which people interpret cold weather is in turn related to more general worldviews, drawing attention to extreme weather as a consequence of climate change can be a useful communication device. However, this is problematic in the case of seasonal cold. This person should look up scientific data and hopefully it would make it more clear to them why their observation is so false. Now, let's get to my favorite response that we got on Facebook. This person responded to our question with fake. <laughs> I don't know why this one makes me laugh, but it does. And of course, when we asked this person to elaborate, we got no answer from them. I mean, of course we didn't. More than likely, they don't even know why it's fake. Yeah, I'm really not surprised that was all their response is fake. I mean, come on, they could have came up with an answer as to why it was fake or respond to you as to why it was fake. Yeah, well, they probably didn't even know what climate change was. Mm, yeah, I can see that. Well... You know, that's okay. Let's move on to our next response. On Instagram, we got a response from someone who said, it is a problem. We're speeding up a cycle that has been happening for billions of years. Would it have happened if we weren't here? No doubt. But the question is, can we slow it down enough for our species to either evolve the climate changing or find a new home that's suitable, anonymous. We are happy to see that this person at least understands that it is a problem. Yeah, closer, but still doesn't quite hit the mark with this reply. Yeah, I mean, we have already had so many solutions implemented into helping with climate change, like the Green New Deal, the Half-Earth, and geoengineering. That's true. Or even just stopping the fossil fuel industry and going to renewable energy. 
Well, now let's mention a few of the solution ideas you mentioned earlier, Jasmine. This will be fun. The Green New Deal is a government plan on how to combat climate change, including getting the carbon level to zero emissions by 2050. The half-Earth theory says that we would protect half the Earth and no humans would be allowed to live there, and we would not be able to use that land for anything. The Earth would not be cut in half. It would make up half the land and sea that need the most attention. Geoengineering is a last resort extreme plan where someone appointed will control the weather to benefit humans and the climate crisis. Thank you for sharing that. Now on to one of our longer responses. In this next response, this person said, Hey, I do believe in it. I also feel it's exaggerated. I live in Bangkok and many experts have said we should be underwater by now. Climate change it is real, but emotive statements are made at times without scientific basis. Both Greta Thunberg and AOC predicted in 2018, I think, that we would end, that the world would end in 12 years. There was no real scientific basis for this claim, and it caused a lot of anxiety, especially amongst children. Anonymous. The climate crisis is feared by many, including children, but it is something that should be feared. There needs to be a change. I understand that it is not a great idea to scare children, but children are the future and we need to be able to talk to them about climate change in a way that makes them want to be proactive. According to a BBC article by Christine Rowe, this is what a psychotherapist believes. Hickman, a psychotherapist and researcher who studies children's attitudes towards climate change in the UK and the Maldives and other countries, is frustrated by the flippant media treatment of the previous day. As ever, I'm nervous about this latest harbinger of doom. Yet, Hickman insists that climate anxiety, like climate depression or climate rage, isn't a pathology. It's a reasonable and healthy response to an existential threat. I'd kind of wonder why someone, somebody wasn't feeling anxious, she says. Yeah, that makes sense that it is a scary topic. Roe goes on to say that getting together, learning, and researching the topic and how to be an advocate for climate change can change someone's perspective on fear. Knowing the problem and having people around you to educate yourself 
and become a community of people who all believe that climate change is a problem can help ease the fear. In the Instagram post, they also go on to say, Bangkok is built on clay, and whilst its population and development are skyrocketing, Greenpeace in Southeast Asia incorporates the worst case scenarios for climate change into city planning. Scarce or scaremongering without the facts deters people from investing in Thailand. One third of the Netherlands is below sea level and they have adapted to that for a long time. A technology is only improving. Anonymous. Well, just because you don't personally feel the impact of climate change where you live does not mean that minority groups and people around the world aren't suffering. Having to adapt is not easy when a whole community has to move. And if everyone keeps moving and the climate change keeps getting worse, then there would be nowhere left to move. An article by Christine Rowe in BBC claims climate change harms mental well-being in a number of ways, from trauma and stress following disasters to relationship damage caused by separation and displacement, the psychological effects of climate change can be enduring. Of course, these effects are heightened for certain vulnerable populations, such as elderly and low-income people, as well as those on the front lines of climate change. Yeah, that is a really good point that I think a lot of people miss because there are so many people who do have these effects and a lot of the people who aren't affected by this don't even take a second glance at it, which is really sad. So I'm really glad you mentioned it. Now let's go on to our next Instagram message. In another Instagram message received, they said, I definitely don't have the best solution, LOL. I think that if that was simple, we would have figured it out by now. However, I think humans are a huge factor. One, our overuse of fossil fuels, mass amounts of deforesting, amongst other things. Two, our division between beliefs and the lack of beliefs in science further pushes us away from attempting to even come to a compromise and attempting attempt to make changes and see if it affects things. Unfortunately, there's so much resistance, especially over the past few years, with the belief climate change is real at all, that there's not enough by buy-in to even try and make enough change. Nat- three, natural causes increased environmental temperatures, the planet moving slash sun moving, etc., increasing temperatures and increasing greenhouse effect. I don't think we could ever 
fully prevent it from happening, but we could greatly reduce it from what research I've done. Anonymous. This person has a lot of good thoughts about what they think is the cause of climate change, and we like how she is actually researching it. This person even addresses the lack of people believing in science and the division in belief, which was a really nice change of response compared to a lot of the other ones that we have received. Now, we have a tweet from March 12, 2019 from the, pre from the President of the United States, Donald Trump. Quote, Patrick Moore, co-founder of Greenpeace, the whole climate crisis is not only fake news, it's fake science. And there is not climate crisis, there's weather and climate all around the world. And in fact, carbon dioxide is the main building block of life at Fox and Friends. Wow. Wow. If our president is tweeting that climate change is a hoax, no wonder so many people have the belief that is not a problem or that it is not a human problem. This is just so sad. Yeah, and also it's a really good um, idea on why not a lot of things are actually happening. I know people need to start like believing in science again. The more people that have heard scientific facts and have been taught about climate change through credible sources, the more people believe that climate change is a problem. Here's a great quote from a peer-reviewed article, Earth's Future. Not understanding the scientific consensus undermines American support for a broader societal response to the threat. As a result, knowledge of the scientific consensus on human-caused climate change can be considered a gateway condition. As members of the general public come to understand the consensus, they more likely come to the conclusion that human-caused climate change is happening and harmful. The more that we educate our fellow peers, family members, and the general public on the climate crisis with science-based facts, the more people will get on board with believing that climate change is a real problem that needs immediate attention. Yes, I definitely agree with you, Sierra. We think that Obama does a great job wrapping up our point that we are trying to convey in a humorous way. Here's a YouTube clip from CNN of Obama speaking at a commencement speech at the University of California, Irvine. 
This video was posted on June 14, 2014. We hope you enjoy and get as many laughs as we did. Part of what's unique about climate change, though, is the nature of some of the opposition to action. It's pretty rare that you'll encounter somebody who says the problem you're trying to solve simply doesn't exist. When President Kennedy sets us on a, uh, set us on a course for the moon, there were a number of people who made a serious case that it wouldn't be worth it. It was going to be too expensive. It was going to be too hard. It would take too long. But nobody ignored the science. I don't remember anybody saying that the moon wasn't there or that it was made of cheese. Today's Congress, though, is full of folks who stubbornly and automatically reject the scientific evidence about climate change. They will tell you it is a hoax or a fad. One member of Congress actually says the world is cooling. There was one member of Congress who mentioned a theory involving dinosaur flatulence, which I won't get into, but... Now, their, their view may be wrong and a fairly serious threat to everybody's future, but at least they have the brass to say what they actually think. There's some who also duck the question. They say, when they're asked about climate change, they say, hey, look, I'm not a scientist. And I'll translate that for you. What that really means is, I know that man-made climate change really is happening, but if I admit it, I'll be run out of town by a radical fringe that thinks climate science is a liberal plot, so I'm not going to admit it. So now we are going to share our thoughts on the interview, tips on how to talk to climate deniers, and having conversations on social media with everyday people and their thoughts on climate change. So I really enjoyed talking to Bob over the interview. I, I really liked getting another point of view because we've read so much about um, climate deniers and have done so much research. Actually, talking to one was um a good experience. Yeah, I definitely agree. It was definitely interesting, even though he kind of was sassy at some points, but that's okay. I mean, we have to expect that. People of different opinions from us. Yeah, I agree. I also had a lot of fun going on social media and talking to everyday people about climate change. Before doing this project, I thought that climate skeptics and deniers did not have facts to back up their opinion. I thought that they just watched Fox News and listened to Donald Trump without any facts to back their skepticism. That's interesting. I wasn't surprised at all. What I was surprised by was how many people were willing to listen to our point of view and even asked us questions. It was really refreshing to see, especially since I always thought that talking to deniers was a waste of time. That is a good reminder that all you have to do is be polite, and sometimes it is worth having a conversation with a climate denier, as long as you have a nice, respectful conversation and know your facts to back climate change is a problem in a respectful manner. We also know and want to remind you that there is a time to stop talking 
asking. When the conversation starts to get unkind, or you can tell the person just wants to argue. So thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We hope this helps. Next time you come into contact with a climate skeptic, have a great day.